0: Etiquette, the customary code of polite behaviour in society or among members of a particular profession or group. Welcome to Chewing the Fat with Mel and Grimmy.
1: Two PTs talking about life inside and outside of the fitness industry. Welcome,
0: everyone, to episode 17 of the Fat with mouth and... Uh, Grimmy.
1: <laughs> Mate, I, I, you, you put that across so well as well. I could not have done that same intro, if I'm being honest.
0: I don't know, Matt. You've got a very good phone voice. <laughs> And podcast voice. Sorry, I'm I'm being rude here.
1: I would avoid speaking on the phone all day.
0: All really? Day.
1: You've got to ring up and sort out a bill. I don't do it because when when I go over the postcode, they're like, "Is that an M or an N? And I always forget the phonetic alphabet as well.
0: Alpha. Rather, uh, you make, your you make uh, alphabet of my own. Uh, 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 Colin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so matt it's been quite an interesting last 24 hours when we announced our topic for today so why don't you tell our listeners what is going down
1: mate honestly it kicked off when i sometimes do ask a question at most i might get eight or ten if i'm being completely honest ask a question but this one went off i've got like 30 people to reply to on instagram with answers so i'm going to be pretty tied up all this afternoon answering those on instagram and i think you were the same as well were not you mate
0: yeah it's been fantastic to get the feedback and it's a real emotional subject isn't it really
1: yeah for some people definitely i've mean, yeah. both worked at like commercial gyms and i think where, unlike you know like where something such as sisu it's quite a community gym so everyone's kind of on the on the same page and because the numbers are a little bit smaller but when you put hundreds of people in a commercial gym the rules change a little bit didn't they
0: you're right and like you mentioned gym etiquette changes from environment to environment so you have commercial gyms will have a certain set of rules where you might have a specialized gym which may have a completely different set of rules which is which we frowned upon in say a a smaller based private studio so we're just gonna go through some outrageous stories that we've experienced and also go through a list of basic gym rules which you'll probably find when you Join a gym, whether it be a sisu or a commercial gym, which I work at, uh, and also we'll go through the the unwritten rules, stuff they teach you on the street, isn't that right, Matt?
1: <laughs> street smart, that's what. Street I'm smart, street smart. And um, yeah, I mean, I've seen some outrageous things, mate. Honestly, I can't even begin to tell you what I've
0: seen, but I'm gonna let you go first. So, I would say one of the the worst ones what well, i've experienced actually i think i spoke about it in a previous podcast about squatting and a guy coming up to the mirror next to me whilst i'm squatting and just taking selfies of his abs during a personal training course and i was i was pretty outraged what about yourself buddy you know give us a highlight of of one of your interesting ones.
1: well i don't really speak that as much but I've, I've had a near-death experience in the gym before oh one of my coaches had backed me up as well. We were working at the commercial gym together and literally two squat racks next to each other, Mike. Yeah. I had my bar. He had his bar. Yeah. And what happens? This, this guy, he had three plates to side on, which is um, 320 plates a side of, of the one bar. Yeah. What he'd done, he pulled off one side of the bar, all the weights in one go. Oh, and no. Flicked, Mike, and literally it brushed my curly hair in front of my face. And I saw that 20 kilo bar nearly take my life. Wow. That
0: would have been
1: game over, wouldn't it, pretty much? Mate, I wouldn't be sitting here. Chewing the fat with milk. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think like, things like that is just being not considerate of other people. I think that's the main thing when it comes to gym etiquette as well, because you get yeah. hundreds of people together. And, you know, some things are going to piss some people off and other sort of things are going to piss other people off. So I think the etiquette is almost quite unwritten rules when you go to the gym, isn't it, Mike?
0: Yeah, I mean, we've got the the basic gym rules. Like, for example, if you want to run through some of your rules that you have at CSU, that like you have on a board which you expect your members to adhere by.
1: Yeah, I mean, even at the moment, obviously with the the current situation going on as well, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of rules in place. Like, people are taking extra times to wipe down anything they used, touched which you know is a rule we're going to implement going forward because it makes perfect sense literally deep cleaning everything before the next session come in so i think first and foremost hygiene is number one
0: yeah absolutely matt it, that's been one of the most common responses i've had is poor hygiene especially at commercial gyms and the example could be if you're on a treadmill doing a, a 30 40 60 minute or longer run holding on incline walk holding you on you're sweating your your guts off you know and then you get off the treadmill and then just walk away and then leave it in a complete state like the belts where the floor behind is where you know and it's just it's really poor hygiene even coming in wearing unclean clothes or if you just had a day's work on on site and you're coming in and you you carry on just using that same clothing to train
1: yeah, I, what you said as well, right, when people obviously go to the gym day four, chuck their t-shirt in their bag and wear it the next day. Seriously, man. Yeah, I'm very yeah. paranoid about me thinking of BO. I'm like really, really paranoid about hygiene. So I, if I even thought I even smelt a little bit, I'd be, I wouldn't even go to the gym, I don't think.
0: Yeah, and, and with those sort of rules, it's hard to not implement them, but they're not sort of like standard sort of rules. But these are things that you, you can't expect the community to at least use a common sense with but you know unfortunately that's not always the case so hit me with another one another one which you found from your responses what's grinding their gears well the other thing is
1: the big thing is putting equipment away isn't it i think that's quite a big one because i hate the, the look of a, a really messy gym it, it gives me a lot of anxiety looking at a really really messy gym with all stuff laying around dumbbells bands kettlebells just laying around I mean, it's one of the things, if you're strong enough to pick it up and use it, put it fucking away.
0: Yeah, and I imagine with your setup, because it's like a class-based, I imagine once one person is putting their equipment away, everyone sort of kind of gets involved with it. Was I guess when you're, uh, if you think back to days when you were working at a commercial gym, there's no sort of group effort to think, you know what, let's all make an effort to keep things tidy here. It's all about, uh, well, what can't be bothered now. I'm done. You know, someone else will do it.
1: Yeah. I think that's, that's like quite selfish, isn't it, as well? Um, I've seen like bars left with like weights on and you think the next person comes across as like a like a fifty kilo female, they're gonna find it quite hard to pull off twenty plates off yeah. using it was like six foot five. Yeah. So it's very, very selfish as
0: well to other gym members. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Matt, I've got a question for you. Go on. During your time prior to PT, have you ever left equipment out?
1: Being be honest. We'll
0: oh. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. of course I've left stuff out. Like, <gasps> I would say, yes. uh, oh, that's it, mate. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be lying to you if I say I, ain't, I haven't left stuff out before as well. Yeah. And, okay, even nowadays, I'll be completely honest with you, like, every now and then, I'll forget something I've used, but I would definitely constantly always try and put something away and tidy up after myself as well. Yeah. Especially for me doing it or my coaches doing it and I want my members to do it as well. So if they see everyone's
0: doing it, it becomes the, the the norm as it were um, you're right actually matt and i think for a lot of commercial gyms the staff members and the trainers that work there they've got a responsibility to lead by example so if they see you doing it it's okay to do it and and, and i'm not sitting here being perfect you know i'd happily admit there have been times when i've been a bit of a, of a rush to get somewhere and i've not put my stuff away so but i'm very conscious about that and um i think you know, nowadays especially with everything going on important to clean the equipment before yeah. and after definitely and
1: how about mouth Mel, mouth as well unwritten rules of etiquette Ooh, street rules. so i've got loads of these as well like that unwritten rules that not necessarily like gym rules people enforce but you think oh man what a douche what do I do that for mate go for it i've got a big a big thing with uh ego lifting
0: what is an ego lift
1: Ego lift is where you go beyond the point of your form breaking down. Mm. It usually involves a lot of grunting, usually happens with a deadlift and usually happens without the presence of a spine. And it's where people like to maybe impress the opposite sex possibly or their fellow peers with lifting about 50% heavier than what they can actually lift. I know what you mean, yeah. So we see it all we don't see it as much as c but we see it a lot in commercial gyms as well especially the deadlift. and i've got a story of deadlift there was this one lad i've done his induction Mike. the first time going to the gym like he was yeah. a newbie yeah i taught him a deadlift i thought you know run through something really that i believe that most people should know when they join a gym so i'll run through a deadlift with him literally four weeks later i was literally training the gym Mike. one afternoon he yeah. was looking at me i had my headphones in i saw him i'm him deadlifting i thought oh good he's deadlifting fair play mate i saw him tucking on some weight i thought okay i'll step back okay leave, leave it to him. he's not going to go ahead and that fucking hell he's putting another 40 kilos on the bar where is he going with this and literally i took my headphones out went to go over and say "Chewy beans mate what happens before his deadlift he had what's called a mixed grips we have one hand under and one oh. hand over the bar it means you can grip the bar um a little bit better during deadlift and what happens? He went to pull 160 kilos off the floor, Mike. Oh my he bent his arms just before the lift, extended into the deadlift, and no word of a light. It was the biggest slap sound I had ever heard in my life. Oh. Snap, and he snapped his left bicep tendon clean off. He turned around to me, and he went, "Is this okay? Is this normal?" Poor young man's. His whole arm went black. His bicep shriveled up straight away up to the top of his shoulder. I was like, bruv, that is not all right. That is not yeah. cool. You're fucked. You got yeah. the whole But uh, he obviously had, he obviously you know had seen someone lifting more than him, mm-hmm. and you know maybe someone smaller. Maybe than him, that, that's quite a thing with men, isn't yeah. it? Smaller lifting more than you think. Well, he can lift it, surely I can lift it, and yeah. not realizing he's got no experience deadlifting whatsoever, except for me just teaching it in his induction.
0: That's a big thing. And that young age is trying to coach slowly progression rather than jumping up to that big weight. And we know it's like we've been that age, yeah. we know it's, and we all you want to think about is just getting getting somewhere as far as you can. and as you've just explained it's just risks of doing that it's just it's detrimental detrimental, yeah you're risking your health Mm. And
1: young lads with retake off injuries trying to bench more
0: yeah
1: i've I've had loads of retake off injuries because of it
0: yeah oh no yeah my posture when i was about 25 was horrendous i probably hunched over from just like bench and biceps (laughs) (laughs) i'll tell you what what really grinds my gears matt and this is what quite a common one is when you're training and you've got headphones on and it's clear that you're in the zone people come up to you and disturbing you and that for me literally i nearly lost my my rag once i was on the rower and um i was doing like to batter intervals on a rower, which you know so basically it's like working for 20 seconds at an intense pace and then a 10 second rest period and I thought it'd be clever to do sort of like 16 rounds of this which I wasn't very clever anyway anyway I get to about the eighth round all right so by then I'm pretty gassed I'm like ah 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 and a member comes up and stands by me but watches me for about a minute so I can you know and you can see in your in your sort of vision that, that he's there and I was like okay what's this dude doing headphones on you know I've got you know battle tested blaring out and then,
1: um, <laughs> I've for years,
0: I've got like yeah, five, so I'm pretty much got another sort of four minutes to go, so I'm in a pretty bad way. And um, he leans over to me during during my 10 second rest period, he goes, Mike, Mike. And admittedly, I ignored him for the first time, did another inter- interval, and he goes, Mike comes in front of me, goes, Mike, Mike. So I pull my headphones off and I go, yes. Like, you know, you know, that short, sharp, yeah. And he went, uh, uh, do you know what time the gym closes today? <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> you know, you think, well, this is, a, this is like the crossroads of my professional career. Either this is the day that I get fired or the day that I just kind of just suck it up. So I said to him, eight o'clock, mate. Put my headphones <laughs> on, just carried on. I've seen it before, and there's people on the treadmill running. And then there's like, especially, you know, situations where there's females on the treadmill doing their runs, and then a random bloke goes up to them and starts to get their attention. And I'm thinking, what, what, what are you trying to do here, mate? That is just really oh. <laughs> just poor etiquette. I mean, that's—I yeah. mean, you've probably seen that quite a few times.
1: Oh, the creepy gym bloke. Oh, yeah. the creepy gym bloke. You know one who goes in the sauna naked? That one. The oh, wow. I've
0: not seen that one, though.
1: Yeah. A, <laughs> one of those. Yeah, the creepy gym bloke. Like, like, lads, come on, don't lure after girls in the gym. You've got to realise the gym can be a scary place for some people. Yeah. Like for, for maybe anyone listening to this, we'd walk in the gym and, and it's, it's normal because me and Mark have always worked in gyms, in gyms, it doesn't scare us. But for some people it takes quite a lot of guts to walk through the door. Yeah. The last thing they want is someone staring at them and ogling them. They're not getting wrong, there might be some people that do, but the majority of people are there because they want to yeah. train. They don't want to be fucking you know, stared at by a bunch of geezers.
0: I think it's important for us to just be aware of our own actions when we are in the gym you know and it goes back to like we next point about you know making a lot of noise and there are some gyms where that's a culture you know so for example like a weightlifting gym you know it's part of the culture but which is okay in in that environment there needs to be a lot of hype so if you're like a powerlifting gym you go to those sort of gyms with that in mind if you join a powerlifting gym or you join a weightlifting gym you know that's that's a general unwritten rule that it's going to be noisy but that's part of the environment and you know what it's like, we've had many sessions that we've got hyped up, but, and it's got us through that session. We've got PBs, but we wouldn't necessarily do that if we we're in the middle of like a, a commercial gym, that sort of stuff. You have to know the environment and respect, adapt to the ball, isn't yeah. it?
1: And the thing is the thing, if you want to like make loads of noise, shout, then like say a powerlifting gym or a weightlifting gym is perfect. I mean, at Cecil we have the music off like really fucking loud sometimes mm. to create the absolute hype. And it's so noisy. But that's kind of what atmosphere we want to create. Now, if we're in a commercial gym, where we've got all sorts of people trying yeah. to do different things. We can't have that same sort of hype.
0: No, you're right. And I think, I say we're not saying that shouting and grunting is bad for you or you shouldn't do it. I think you've got to know, like, like Matt mentioned, if that's the sort of training you want to do, then find, find the right environment for it. Because that will only, it's a win-win for you. You get to do your grunting and shouting, but you'll also end up probably lifting better because you'll be with like-minded people who will actually pull you through that session even more.
1: I've got one, mic as well. Ooh. You know, you know, when you're looking for them 15 kilo dumbbells, you know, you're in the session, you're back, you're like, look, it's Friday night, I'm going to hit the dumbbell hammer curls and do three sets of 15, get nice and pumped for out. Mm-hmm. yeah, I've got, you know, I've got to um, go gotta hu- go home, get showered, get ready, go out. So I've got to get my curls done quickly. So bruv, are you there? Uh, how many sets you've got left on the fifteens? <laughs> the he he's got the 12s, he he's got the tens, and he's got the eights. So oh. he's, unless the dumbbells you know I use for that exercise. Because no mate, I've uh, I've got four sets left. Well on all the dumbbells, yeah, I'm doing drop set. And then then as a little scroll through his phone, scroll through Instagram, five minute rest, like mate, you do not need all them sets of dumbbells there's plenty of other ways of making your workout a little more challenging yeah. that exercise without doing a quadruple drop set on a set of dumbbells
0: i'm gonna throw a little bit of controversy into the topic i think this is a bit of a 50 50 one matt and with this one here i think for specific exercises or if you're on a specific program like for example i mean i've i've put my hand up i've probably spent 45 minutes on a squat rack once just doing like a a six sets of two because by the time you get warmed up that's about 10 minutes you do a few sort of like build up sets it's another sort of five ten minutes and then obviously you do your six sets of two with a if you're doing that sort of anyone who's done any sort of heavy lifting they'll know that after even two or three reps at a sub-maximal weight you're going to need at least like three to five minutes rest in between just to you know so by the time you finished it it's 45 minutes but I think one thing I'm aware of especially in my gym is that I'm always willing to share or to help, you know, if someone comes in and goes, oh, you know, how many more sets you got? I'm really sorry, mate, I've just started. I'll always say, however, but, you know, jump in, you know, in between. I'll always help re-rack and allow them to jump in between my set. Obviously, it can be difficult now with with the whole social distancing. Um, so I do appreciate the the stress behind it. So I'm very conscious of if I'm going to do that, you know, maybe train at a quieter time of day. So that if I'm at the peak at say 6 p.m., I'm not going to start my sort of strength program where you're going to hog the machine. So I think it's, there are times when sometimes that needs to happen when people are on a specific sort of program. But I think if you are doing it, just maybe just compromise a little bit. I Don't know what your thoughts are on that.
1: Yeah, I think as well as long as you're a little bit considerate and yeah. you, like I'll do the same. Like yeah, jump in. We use the same rack. That's cool. Help to wakes on and off. Sweet as. Um, but like I said, if it's at a quite a time of the day, yeah, call. Cool. If it's a, if it's like six, seven o'clock in a commercial gym, we know they're absolutely ran that time of day. Yeah. Um, one question i want to put to you, Mark, put you on the spot as well. Go for it. Have you ever used the pussy pad?
0: Uh, what's a pussy pad?
1: All right. I, you know, don't say everyone uses the pussy pad and has got a pussy, but that I think that's what people call it, in not they? The pussy pad. It's the, it's the giant foam thing. Ah, that's
0: my boy. Squat. Um, oh, yeah, mate. I've used it a lot of times when I, when I first started squatting. So when I was at university, a young, young lad, when I first started actually doing squats, we tried we to bar on my back, and I was like, ah, oh, what's that? And the um, coach looked at me as if like, I just in, slapped him in the face. I was like, that hurts. So basically, like in the end, I did use a, a foam pad, and ultimately, it, it was hurting. So I, I just wasn't engaging the right... Right area, and don't get me wrong, I train quite a few young athletes as well, so they may require that as well. So I think sometimes, when especially when you're introducing someone to the bar, but after a while, when they built up a say some muscle around the area or they feel more confident, I will get them to to remove that anyway. I mean, for hip thrusts, I mean, I always use anyway.
1: Oh God, uh, so. that'd be maniac.
0: <laughs> yeah. But ultimately, the end goal is to to squat without that. What about yourself? Yeah, because I mean, the thing is, with
1: using the pad as well. You kind of—it's hard to get that bar placement just right, doesn't it? And yes,
0: that's right. So and you have to push forward more, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it puts you in a bit of an awkward position. Just like yeah. we will we'll get on to the next one, I was, just, I was just going to come out of that, but I'm going to stay on the topic as well. Cool. Um, but yeah, I agree, mate. Like, there's a there's a place for everything, and yeah. certainly, like long term, not using the giant foam pad is not ideal for squatting. But if you're starting off. Obviously, if it is going to hurt your neck, maybe look at where you're placing the bar. Yeah. Um, I did actually see, funny enough, I did see, mate, one person use a foam roller, you know, like a hollow...
0: Was it one of those spiky ones? Or it was it was just a general... <laughs> it was
1: it's when they started bringing out the the, the like harder foam rollers, and he put it round there, I thought, oh, man, I bet his neck feels immense after.
0: Yeah, I'm say, well, you get a nice massage, but also just your head must be, like, pretty much through the, the mirror at the time. <laughs>
1: And while one of on the subjects is squatting now, I'm not a fan of these. Certain exercises, mate, are yeah. fine. Certain exercises are not. I.e., squatting, and that's with the Smith machine.
0: Yeah, you know what? That's a. Uh, I know it's it's a quite a hot topic that one. I, I know some people use it to try and allow other depth. I, if I must admit, I've never used it myself um, for squats um, or these clients. I've seen quite a few injuries occur when the Smith machine has malfunctioned and then someone's stuck in that position that's why i personally haven't used it myself so i mean what's your your opinion on this one
1: yes yeah, so i think maybe for certain exercises because if you don't know what smith machine is guys it's where basically instead of a, a, a free barbell moving backwards and forwards in any direction it just moves in like a, a linear fashion just straight up and down so sometimes if people squat on this for the first time and try to learn to squat on it it puts them in a really odd position you yeah. put too much pressure on their back, their knees or whatever. If you're a bit more of experience lifting, you maybe know how to use it. You could use it for maybe like a, a, a sort of hack squat. But for the general population, it's not an ideal way how to learn to squat. There are far many other ways in yeah. learning how to squat properly.
0: We all have our own ways of training. I think as long as that client is in a safe position, you're aware of the risks and you're aware of what you're doing. I think the main thing is, just, is client and... Member safety first and foremost, that's why so there's certain things that I wouldn't do, but then some people may look at what I do. You know they might see someone do a a, a squat clean and think, oh, that's not safe, but ultimately I'm qualified and coached as a as a teacher. you know that sort of stuff. so you've got to know when's the right time to to advise people. and I, I suppose like you say in a commercial gym, you've had times when you've had to jump in when someone's doing something horrifically wrong, but you it's doing it the right way.
1: Yeah, you, you, you mentioned a good one there as well. People that are coaches, that aren't coaches.
0: We've all got our own opinions, but like I say, it's, not, it's knowing when to, to say it. And like, even us, we've got to know when's the right time to jump in and help someone. Of course. You know, and as well. I'll, I'll, I was just thinking um, how we conclude today, really. I think we can maybe come up with a few gym rules that we, should, we feel people should at least consider or adhere to. Do
1: you want to start off? Yeah, we've got to do quite non-conventional rules because the hygiene and putting your weights away yeah. is basic. I don't think we need to cover those. Yeah. I think as well, doing unnecessary exercises in the squat rack, doing a bicep curl in the squat uh, rack. Yes. It's annoying because essentially, you're not, you're not bicep, bicep in 60 kilos plus, so you don't really need to use a squat rack for it. So, well yeah. guys, you don't need to curl in it. Face well,
0: sp- awareness, be aware of other people around you, especially nowadays, obviously with the social distancing. If you are doing some, say bicep curls, don't do it right in front of the squat rack, so you're blocking everyone. Just and respect other people's space. Not everyone's going to feel comfortable, you know, in that close distance. You know, just respect others.
1: Yeah, I think as well. Another one: if you're going to take dumbbells off the rack and do something, don't stand right by the rack.
0: Mm, true. I like that
1: one. Good. Like, yeah, like another
0: distance one as well, because it gets great, yeah. right, doesn't it? It's annoying. I think so, and it's very relevant to today. And the final one for me is: don't hog. You are going to be on something for a while. Just be aware of that, and just obviously now it's difficult when you've got to clean down the equipment afterwards. Or like I say, just be considerate when you are going to do so like a longer-based workout on one exercise. Obviously, I you know some people are restricted by time, but maybe just like I say, just try and think of a a safe way to to be considerate. Yeah,
1: I think it's the thing is, is be considerate of other people around the
0: gym yeah. as well. So Matt, I'll let you take it away today and for me guys stay safe stay well thank you for logging on today and thank you for your feedback thank you very much
1: everyone just make sure you go in the gym next time with good etiquette